0: Night King went nighty-night, the Dragon Queen got off, and Jon Snow truly, truly knows nothing. We watched Game of Thrones Season 8 for Not a Hate Watch. Hello everyone, welcome to Not a Hate Watch. It's me, Missy Information, here as always with Alice. Alice, how are you? Uh,
1: I'm I'm good. It's cold in Los Angeles and winter is coming.
0: Yes, winter, winter has already come here in Iowa. It's came and went. Uh, it was below freezing, and now it is above freezing. It got below zero, and up. it's all sorts of here there nonsense, but the, uh, the Night King has definitely moved across the Continental Divide, and has started moving toward uh, the West as it were. Uh, boy, howdy. Game of Thrones. Yeah. What a big piece of media for us to take a bite out of. Now, for me, this is going to be an interesting talk because I just got done mainlining the entire series in uh, over a couple mm. months. You know, it was something where I was watching with a good friend, so we would watch. Uh, we, sometimes we'd get through half of a season in a night. We'd sure, be watching yeah. it, so I I moved pretty, through pretty quickly. Uh, I have purposely not been looking up outside information as I've been watching mm. it. Uh, mostly because I'm trying to take this as a, a story that's unfolding than an encyclopedia to to sort of sure, peruse, yeah. which is not what I necessarily do all the time on shows yeah. I watch. Now, Alice, you watched the show originally, part of it, stopped, and have come yes. back. Now, where, where did you stop in your journey, and what made you stop?
1: Um, I stopped after, I think, season two um, because – I was really into the show and I read all of the books and what I found is that over the course of reading the books I liked them less and less I especially really just didn't like the last book at all um it just like I didn't I, I felt like George R.R. R. Martin was kind of just he was he was turning every character into like a repeating catchphrase in a way that I just really didn't like and I and I just wasn't interested in the stuff that was happening it was like i I read all of book six and i cared about like one paragraph at the end of the book where sounds like i had to do something and that was basically it um so that that was happening i also um kind of got just bored of i got bored of watching people do big massive sword fight like armies sword fighting like like big army like Everyone's, everyone's running at each other with swords, and one, one guy is slicing people open and stuff. Like I, I feel like culturally, I had just hit a point where I didn't want to watch that anymore. It, didn't, it wasn't interesting to me. And I already knew what was largely going to happen because I read all of the books. So I, I kind of hopped off the show at that point.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I know some people who also read the books and either, as you said, didn't get all the way through the TV series or didn't get you know, through the books. Um, My friend David, who I watched it with, certainly is a huge fan of the TV series to the point where he has started to learn Valerian and Mm -hmm. speak parts of it. You know, in the way that um, a lot of people learn the Elfish language from uh, Lord of the Rings and all that. Uh, So I found it interesting to be with someone who knew a lot of this just on a, like, academic level in the terms of, like, oh, yeah. just the information. So so there were very few questions I had. A lot of times he would give me, like, he'd be, he wouldn't be trying to spoil, but he'd be asking me a question where I'm like, well, the fact you're asking me this question means that I know this is going to come back later on. So, yes. okay. I came into the show with a mix of seeing the memes before, knowing a lot of the big beats. So there were a lot of things that didn't surprise me. It was it was more so along the way a lot of the the little things and the individual stories, um, to the point where I just I didn't know a lot of character arcs, but I knew, oh, this this character gets iced, this one, Red Wedding, oh, okay, blah blah blah. Hmm.
1: I I was really into the show and 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 my stopping watching it wasn't really a comment on the quality of the show so much. I think it was more just my general sort of attitude around watching television at the time. That was also a period where I had I had just moved to New York and then I moved back to LA and, and I had a lot going on in my life. Um but I remember, well, it was, I think it was like two or three years later, I was playing the Game of Thrones board game with some coworkers and I remember just getting really, really into it in a way that surprised me. Like I was making all these weird, obscure jokes about all the different houses and stuff. And it's like, I don't even, I didn't even realize I remembered all of this stuff and it just kind of came out of me when I was playing the game. So I think I do have like a lot of affinity for the world building of the, of the, of the, of the story and, 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 and many of the characters. Um, But yeah, just, just the the writing and then then the not the, the you know the seventh book never coming out and everything around that just kind of kind of kind of lost me after a certain point
0: yeah and that's i think this then makes it interesting that we're picking up in the last season because it, departure, it departs completely from the books. So we've already reached past the point, I believe, the season beforehand, yep. or even before that one was when the books have been caught up. So we're already in territory that's, mm-hmm. you know, well, well beyond yes. what things happen here. Yes. Um, I learned that, I believe, what does Caitlin Stark come back as a fire white? Is that something I believe mm-hmm. that happens in one of the books? Well,
1: so she she comes she comes back as like as as this weird zombie thing they call her lady stoneheart um it's yeah i don't it might be a fireway I, I it's not clear to me but that that was something that that was in the book starting with starting after the red mm-hmm. wedding i think it started in book 4 and they just never yeah, they never so, did it in the show yeah at all. things
0: like that that i just thought was interesting where they had material and weren't picking it up but you know to the point of i think they knew what story they were telling and whose story they were telling in terms of the main thrust of it um Mm-hmm. Which I found interesting because so much of the finale I felt like was was circling things back to a lot of where we were when the story began and seeing the story as circles and things like sure. that. So with that this is a discussion on the last season so we will keep it mostly to that i think also because consuming game of thrones media there is so much better more research content out there about all the rest of the seasons that we're just going to give you know more of our emotional reaction to it um i'll start with you Alice, you—I sure. uh, had. Do you not watch the entire season? But we did have you watch. It was a six-episode season, so half of it. Um, episodes three, five, and six. Uh, three being uh, the battle with the Night King, and the fifth and sixth more or less wrapping up all of our storylines. The fifth being the battle uh, at King's Landing. What did you think? What What things surprised you coming back to it?
1: Um not a lot I would say surprised me I knew that this season had been really divisive and the fans really didn't like the fact that I think a lot of the characters it felt like they either changed motivations or changed their character pretty drastically in the last season um, Daenerys being the, the biggest one and so I kind of went into it with that um, I, I will admit at the first part of episode 3 I was kind of lost it's like okay well they're fighting the Night King but there's it's like oh the dragons are there the Dothraki are there all these other people are there and then and then when I, by the time we got to when I got to episode five, it, it was like, oh, everyone's fighting each other again. What the fuck happened? Did they all just like walk away from the wall and just like slink back to their places and really yeah, start feuding uh, again? That's
0: <laughs> Well, that's that's what I find interesting because you're right. Um I saw the point where it's built up to where why we have Dothraki and the uh all of the yeah. Norsemen as well, you know, the the different uh kingdoms that have come together. Yeah, it, it it's fascinating uh-huh. because I too heard all this criticism on the last season and thought, well, this is a stinker on the level of like um How I Met Your Mother and that last season being infamously bad or some, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought I was going to go in and be like, okay, I'm going to yes. watch several seasons of the show and then I get the joy of watching it all fall apart. But that didn't happen to me at mm-hmm. all. I was completely bought in. And in fact, I loved where the series concluded. I don't, I I did not go back and research what people were complaining about specifically because I did not want to be looking for it when it came. And I think because of that, and the fact that I wasn't watching this over the course of years, let alone watching it week to week, where I've had time to build my headcanon, figure out which characters I love, what I want to have happen with them, Dealing with what does so, mm-hmm. I was just watching this story play out as as a story sure. with you know some of the, the beats poured along the way. So I really yeah. enjoyed the last season and yeah. and liked you know as much as you said swords hitting each other, fire burning, all this sort of you know uh, the saving Private Ryan moments that we have uh, from the King's Landing yes. thing where yes. we follow uh, wow. Arya as everything just starts to fall apart around her.
1: Wait, wait, one one thing, one thing about oh, episode three, yes, I just sir. want to say, the Dothraki went out like a bitch. Oh what the my fuck? god! They just did That was shit. so funny.
0: Just... It was again just Hubris playing. A lot of times, people their biggest complaint is, well, how come people made X, Y, or Z choice that is like dumb? It didn't work, and it's like, well, yeah, they didn't know it didn't wouldn't work until they did it. Like that's. That's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that you don't like dramatic tension and you just want everyone to win everything and everything to be perfect. Sounds like you don't like TV. Yeah. Um, And, uh, but that made me laugh so hard when they just disappeared and things went bad. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, they didn't have any idea. Um, Yeah, so episode three with the Night King. Uh, because so much of this winter is coming, that was the tagline. We all know John Snow, you know a main character. All mm-hmm. that tied together. Um, were did you know how it ended with the Night King before you watched the episode, or was this you seeing how it all played out?
1: I think I knew. I think I knew that they beat the Night King because I knew. I knew large portions of. Th- the last two episodes, what was going to happen. I think just from peripherally existing in, in culture. Cause like, like, cause all my friends, a lot of my friends were watching it at the time. And so I, I would hear about it even though I wasn't watching it. Um, It kind of, rem- it kind of made me think about, like you said earlier, how th- a lot of the stuff in the last season really worked for you. And I was thinking about how for so many people I know who watched this show and, and for myself, even like, we had been like with the show for 8 years at that point and we'd have 8 years with that characters so i think having having this character that you would that you like really like or admire or you you really um um feel represented by for that long of a time you're going to build up an image of them that i think i think drastic changes that wouldn't be outside the realm of 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 you know possibility over the course of like a, like say they had done 3 seasons instead of one season at the end I, I think all those things that they did would have would have landed better part of it was just that they were trying to tell a, a lot of story in a short amount of time but um it also just felt like it, it felt like overnight things were changing and I could definitely see how that would be shocking if you had been like you know a fan of this thing for for, for yeah five years and or I more. guess
0: me seeing it as an observer from watching it all at once basically watching I, let's just say the first three seasons being a lot of dominoes being set up the mid-seasons being a lot of those dominoes falling, which we're also setting up, you know, stuff for the last season. I felt like season eight, weirdly, all the decisions that people made felt within the character realm, that are within the breadth of character I'd seen from them throughout the entire coast before. Like, yep. I, I knew that, Daenerys had her turn where she just goes, you know, uh, apocalyptic on King's Landing, despite everyone telling her not to, and even see herself trying to say that she wasn't going to. But I knew she was capable of that kind of violence from the very beginning. So I wasn't surprised... Well, By like that happening, so I'm like, well, I knew this was within her capacity. I also, you know, sure. knew it happened, so that was pinning it in there. But I know, but I also understand yeah. that's disappointing I mean, to people I, who are like, that's my hero. Sure,
1: yeah, and I think a lot of the a lot of her journey is trying to overcome all of the things that made her mm-hmm. a Targaryen and part of that family, and 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 challenging all of these things, like. And I think that's partially why to see her kind of end up just another like mad king, mad queen, like, like tyrant, like, like her brother, like, like um, Rygar, whatever his name is, um, the mad king, like, like, yeah, Targaryens are always going to end up crazy and killing a bunch of people. It seems like that's that's just their nature. But so much of the show was about her trying to push back against that. That when it what she finally succumbed to it, I could I could definitely I could definitely understand why people were disappointed. It also it like it didn't surprise me. I don't know that I don't know though that if I had been watching this show along with it, I don't know how I would have felt. But I think I would have been more okay with it than most people. Yeah, because you,
0: of that. I definitely think, and I also think that because her character was one that within the show represented ideals that were lacking in many of the other leaders in there that made her a an icon, especially, you know, she talked about people being with freedom and stuff and that always being an issue in America. That's, you know, of course, even just a, a tagline that is labeled to everything. Yeah. So her taking that mantle, I think, also put a lot of weight on the character that maybe the story wasn't even putting at that point. I mean, granted, by the point she gets to Westeros and has the Mm -hmm. dragons, like, yeah, she is a a queen maker, you know, and is going to be playing the exact same game as the rest of them. And that's that is when we are talking about a show called Game of Thrones, the last season tells you what the game is. It's a game that you always lose because you're fighting over the throne. So much so that the last one of the last things this show does is burn the Iron thrown to the ground. They basically say the only way that you can do this is is by not having it at all, because it's always going to turn you into your worst version of yourself, whether through you wanting to, or whether through circumstances sort of pushing you to doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think it, it it's a pretty it's a pretty typical narrative of some someone that is like a champion of the people getting too, getting too much power and then getting drunk on that power like it's 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 not especially novel I think and I think I think that pr- was also probably a factor just like they thought they thought this character was better than this but you know she isn't and that, and, and that's okay um I want to talk about the I want to talk about the last episode cuz I had a lot of thoughts about the last episode oh let's dive into that please okay so I didn't love the last episode partially because I felt like they were just sprinting so fast to try to get all the story out and like it felt like there should have been I don't know it felt it felt like they were just trying to do way too much in that episode um the part where after um, after uh, Tyrion is going to the, the gallows to get hung, after after Daenerys is dead, and when all, with all of the assembled like, lords and ladies are there, that scene really bugged me. Um, the part where he goes on about, oh, the, the, the only thing we have are stories, I felt like I was like, the writers of the show were looking directly out of the camera into my eyes to be like, see, stories are good and important. Um... Like, like I felt like they were mythologizing their own telling of the story um the, them also sneaking a reference into the the series the the, the the book's title series a song of ice and fire also felt a little fourth wally in a way that I didn't appreciate um and then and then the whole um what's his name suggesting democracy and everyone laughing at him um I don't know that 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 scene did not work for me i wasn't i was not a, i was not super into that
0: I loved it. I loved that scene. I thought that I laughed at the joke um that they made. I mean you're right. I had the same feeling as well of of clearly this is the, the author's thesis statement at this point where stories being a thing and that's trope in a lot of fiction, which is to say, yeah. hey, isn't the importance of fiction worth writing fiction about? And sometimes it's done really well and sometimes it's not. But I yeah. also I also feel like s- stories being broad cultural touch points is true. And I don't think it's something that is... In a, in, a, in a fantasy series and in a series like this where so much of it has been about who has the armies, who has the battle, who has the money, who has all these things. Uh, it is interesting how much was also within that story about the puffery, the marketing, the everything within themselves in the kingdoms and these rich people were doing to like just make it seem like that they were better than what they were, all those things. And it was just because of of story that they even had their power to begin with and stuff. So I I I I felt like I could see this character delivering this in this world, clearly the screenwriters as well, saying Yes, you're right. Hey, stories. You know, that's important. Um, Go on. What what else about the the final?
1: Um, I I also, this was really my first real exposure to Bran. um, And he kind of freaked me out a little. That kid, that kid grew up to be, like, he's not an unhandsome kid. But in the wheelchair with the, like, dead-eyed stare, it was just creeping me out a lot.
0: I love Bran when so he became the three eyed Raven at some point, which basically means he right, yep. can see like in the past and the present and yes, he's, so he he's, always, he's, he's
1: he's 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 unstuck in time. He's experiencing every moment of time at once. Yes.
0: Oh, he's like Dr. Manhattan. Oh, I just realized that. How neat. Um yeah. so yeah, so I I loved that actor and his take on it. Like it is one of those less is more kind of things, but you're right, the less he gave, yeah. the creepier it became. Because you do see this person as a shell rather than on there. I did find it interesting in the context of the story that Bran is the one that ends up on there as a consensus candidate between the different houses. That's what I thought was interesting given that he is a Stark, although they even sort of admit that he's a little bit something beyond that now. Like, who knows what it is. But putting someone even with that sort of tie to old god belief ways which we also know canonically is a thing yeah i thought that was interesting as well just to put someone as a spiritual figure you know under there as as well yeah. with it but you know it probably was the right choice in terms of n- n- you wouldn't have the immediate jostling for power again that you'd be having you know i
1: sure. I, I, I don't I don't know that that's true. I, I kind of thought, as I was watching this, I was like, this is a consensus pick because they don't have a great bench. someone Some charismatic cousin of one of these fuckers is going to rise up and they're going to be at war in like two years.
0: Oh, yeah. I was just about to say, I do want to see a and where are they now and see where it goes. But, you know, at the same point, it would be interesting because we do have the story from this time and the lessons that they've learned from it and see how that affects culturally how they develop from there on out. Um, right.
1: Yeah. And I, and I saw a, a lot of analysis online talks about how by Tyrion becoming the hand of the King and, and that scene with the, um with the council where they're talking about building the Navy and building brothels and stuff as, as someone like one of the, one of the thing pieces I read today was like, um, Tyrion is the smartest person in the room and thus can usher in a better age of prosperity for the people of Westeros, which I guess I could see happening, but also part of me is is just a little skeptical because I feel like so much about the books are are about how human nature is evil and terrible and power corrupts. And and that's that's such a running theme in the books that this idea that we're going to have a happy ending because we got the one guy who doesn't want to be king to be king, like... I don't know. The, the, some of that felt a little hollow to me.
0: Yeah, that's... I mean, it's, it's true that it, it didn't necessarily need a quote-unquote happy ending, but I also don't think that we had necessarily a happy ending because we just saw a bunch of very terrible stuff go down. That is very fresh sure. in my head. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think it's... it's it's We're at a interesting point for the Starks, for sure, because you know coming back on uh, under that family being the one of the few surviving uh you know houses by the end of it uh being and also just you know who have always been sort of our focal point characters for different yes. places around um there almost always one of them being involved in in the main uh, the, the main thrust of that season whatever it be uh what did you think about their endings and where they ended up since since the last uh the last part of the last episode mainly deals around the the journey of those of the three of them.
1: Mm. I I, like, I I was happy that that kind of where they all ended up. I think it was cool seeing um Sansa get throned um given the given the throne of the the queen of the north because I the 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 first book, the first in the series Game of Thrones ends with two scenes that really I think are incredibly done and they, and they did this in the TV show I think they flipped the order of them but the first scene is Daenerys waking up the dragon's eggs and, and and flying away and then the second scene is all of the all of the like lords of the north declaring declaring a king of the north and I just remember when I finished that book, I was like, "This fucking rules. This is this is so good." And so getting the callback to that with Sansa was really nice, and I liked that it I liked that it kind of ended there. Um, I thought Arya going on a boat to the the West was cool. It also kind of felt like they were just trying to do the Lord of the Rings ending um, a little bit. Oh, um,
0: I thought it was totally Don Treader from Chronicles of Narnia, where Reap- Reap- okay. uh sails toward the end of the Earth after his journey on it. But you're right; no, it's a lot of a lot of uh, things have the character goes off to parts unknown in a boat, and, yeah. and we just don't know what happens to them from there.
1: Right, and then and then I kind of, it made sense to me that that John Stark got sent back to the wall. Part of it felt a little odd given that how, um, um, what's his name? Jamie Lannister killed the king and then was still allowed to hang out. I mean, it, admittedly his, his, his family was in power then, but Bran's in power. Why the fuck, why the fuck, like, like they tell, they tell Grey Worm and the unsully to fuck off. So, um, I, I, I kind of didn't get that, but I guess, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, 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 I definitely was very happy for for Sansa and, and Arya and, and 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 Bran. Creeped me the fuck out. So yeah, yeah. and then and then John. I don't know.
0: Well, the reason for John being that because he is a Targaryen, he has a. He was one of the last remaining people that has right. some sort of claim to anything within the kingdoms. Right. And also, but because he murdered the queen, which the people want, you know, it's tough in there. So uh, I But, she, but she was a tyrant it. who
1: killed everyone in King's Landing.
0: Well, yeah. I appreciate, um, uh, I appreciated that what it did end us with in Parallels to the Beginning, um, another Targaryen male who did not take the throne is at, um castle black at the end as part of the night's watch and to kind of keep that that part sort of circling back i thought was was really interesting um but yeah i mean it i certainly think that in terms of i i never thought about it ending too quickly i guess that's just one of the things that uh, i found interesting but at the same point, I also knew, I also sort of appreciated that we did, I, I actually thought they could have ended it sooner, and in fact, there kept being more scenes where I thought we were done, and it's like, oh, okay, we're, we're yes. still going yes. on. So that was yes. actually, weirdly, one of my things was that I thought, oh, we could have ended this, you know, literally just time-wise sure. episode, but I appreciated that it didn't become sort of a uh, dra- dragged out. Thing where we have to follow every single character around like they were able to kind of make it make sense for who was left and kind of consolidate it all I thought it was a nice you know uh, giving us a taste of where these characters are now a sense of there's some hope but also not taping it or tapering it by being that this is definite because we're still in a situation where we are before where you're right we're with people people are corruptible and that's always going to be an issue sure
1: I guess I was just thinking about this I don't know that I don't know that every piece of fiction has to be t- has to have a message but I was trying to think about like what is the message that the last season conveys of this show if there if, if there is one
0: uh, well all of these deal with hubris in a lot of way and that's just a classic you know Greek tragedy right. take that you can do but I mean, I guess I'm. I didn't an, I didn't analyze it for a message. I treat this as like yeah. pulp, for lack of a better mm. term. I. It was something interesting to watch, that I felt did an incredible job of world building, and a very good, good to at 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 times exceptional, at other times fine you know story storytelling in that world you know i I could of course degree agree or disagree or get into any amount of discourse and break down the logistics the tactics the this the that but i didn't fucking care i didn't care i just enjoyed watching all of these i mean i enjoyed watching everything play out except for the obviously truly heinous things that i did not want to watch it. In fact, sometimes sure, just yeah. stepped out of the room and was like, hey, let me know when this season's done, bye. Um, but I just enjoyed it for what it was. And I think that may be why I just didn't have as much of a visceral reaction to the to where it maybe fell apart more for people who had seen it for all these years or who have read the books or who just you know wanted something different from what the series gave. I just, for one, enjoyed it for, for what it was, and I am going to look forward to watching House of the Dragon next, which I hear is incredibly good. So, if if that last season was the worst of Game of Thrones I have to experience, then I'll take it.
1: Did you Did you watch Battlestar Galactica?
0: No, I did not.
1: Okay, so I think I think that there is definitely something to. Knowing that there's knowing that people disliked something and coming to it later, especially if you're watching it all in one go, like you did, because I watched Battlestar Galactica all in one summer, and when I got to the fourth season, I knew that was the season that everyone just like hated and and shit talked constantly, especially the finale. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were fine. I like I did I didn't love the finale, but I also didn't hate it the way I feel like everyone else did. But again, I think. In that case, it's like this was a five year investment of my time. In this for Game of Thrones, it's like this is an eight year investment of my of my life that I'm never gonna get back. And and so I do think there's definitely an aspect of watching it later and having your your expectations managed accordingly by the by the critical reaction from when it originally came out definitely plays a part.
0: Absolutely. And in fact, uh, we didn't really get to the uh, the hate watch part of this for originally why we avoided it. But you talked about what your avoidance was, was simply just falling out of, you know, just not liking the direction that it was going, all that. I just simply avoided it because I, like you, uh, I have a very low tolerance for visceral things being done on TV or in media in general. Um, I don't like super gory things. I don't like super stressful, um, situations that involve sex. So that includes, you know, rape and incest and, you know, all of those things that were covered in it. Uh, and I don't also, uh, I don't didn't particularly like I didn't want to watch a bunch of battle scenes I thought that's what a lot of this was going to end up being where I get told oh no the oh the other you know the dialogue's great the things are great but stuff where it's like I watched Lord of the Rings and I don't like that very much because like really everything but the battles wasn't that exciting and not you know and it wasn't that I was looking for it so I had it set aside because then when the then when everyone started loving it, of course, you get the resistance The resistance of, well, I don't want to, you know, dive into this thing that everyone else is. But I had the knowledge of I didn't want to dive into it because I knew the discourse would get so ugly. And I didn't really want to just, like, come midway through on a season where uh, I didn't know how it was going to stick the landing or not. But, yeah, coming from it this amount of distance away, it still, it still slaps. People were right to recommend it to me.
1: That's good. I'm gl- I'm glad you I'm glad overall that you really liked it. I think I think that that's really good and that's um it does speak to the the overall quality of the show. Um yeah. even even if people dislike the ending. Um yeah, I I mean I I will also say I I think that people blamed the showrunners a lot for what for for where they took things, but I also I'm fully subscribed to the theory that all of the things they they put were were outlined by by George R.R. R. Martin and we're going to be what the books happened anyway. And part of the reason why the books are taking even longer now is because he saw the critical reaction to that and was like,
0: yeah, I secretly have thought that too, or that the show sort of did some things that he wasn't going to do, but maybe did it better. So then he's like, Oh, well I can't, I can't continue going what I was going to do, but I also can't just do what they did. So yeah, I, I, I think it was a mistake for them to get caught up because then in the sense of for his output, He's not going to be able to like live up to this, and also, I think he's really—I don't think he really enjoys it that much anymore. Like, I think he enjoyed being a showrunner and a minor celeb, and you know, doing all that. Like, I mean, he always seems to be living his best life when he's out and about and talking about things. Yeah, except for just loves, being loves, you know, watch,
1: loves watching football and writing about it on Live Journal.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it it is one of those things where it must be odd to have your Cult like something where in like a niche area is very popular, all of a sudden become become main like mainstream globally. To all of a sudden, yeah. everyone is literally talking about your characters, your story, your world, and it's not it's no longer just your vision in your head. It's the noise of that as well.
1: I mean, I will also just say ha- having having read the books, I think book five and six are just like all of the bad tendencies in his writing going mm, like, mm-hmm. like coming out and uh, uh, like, like, because I, th- I believe book six came out right around the time the show started or right before the show started. And so um he spends so much time describing things that are completely meaningless or indulging in like descriptions of things or, 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 or discussions of characters that have no purpose. It, it just generally like this is part of why I kind of got bored or, Got sick of the books um and I think I think he wrote himself into a corner in some of those ways
0: oh I'm sure especially just if you don't have as it sounds like if you don't have everything outlined to the end totally you know that might be something where you're gonna have a hard time figuring out what to go from there what the last thing I think I had a thought about for the finale and and speaking of the positive note or sort of maybe the happier note it ends on. I guess for me, having watched it and seeing them go through so much shit, like so much bad stuff, I kind of, I think not, I didn't want it. I didn't expect it, but it was nice. It it honestly was just nice to have at least a, a sending off point where it's a reset for these characters or a circling back for many of them. But a point for them to be able to go from there and and do that. I, I think that's maybe for me, especially watching it all in one succession, like what happened to them in season five or four is very much still in my consciousness approaching season eight and all that. So I think that was, I think, too, why it was more palatable for me, for me in the end. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Any other thoughts that you had on the finale? The, the, theme,
1: so- the, 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 the theme song really goes hard still. That that got me really into it. I, I, I miss listening to that theme song. And the, the opening is very good with the, like, the the clockwork castles and stuff. But the, but that theme song, man. Oof.
0: All right, Alice. I've been talking over it. I've been delaying it. But I believe now is the time. I don't know. Would be going from Game of Thrones to The Hobbit be too much of a same thing? Or would it be a, a nice, like... Hey, here's here's a different a different side of this fantasy coin. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I just don't. I, as long as I don't have to watch all three of them. No, no, no. I was just gonna say we sh- watch the first one. Okay. Yeah, I've never uh, yeah. I've never seen them. So yeah. Okay. But have you seen Lord of the Rings? Yes, I saw Lord. Okay. Of the, well, so Lord of the Rings. Okay.
1: I've seen Lord of the Rings, but I've never seen the last thirty minutes of Return of the King because I always fall asleep.
0: <laughs> Fair. Um, and to be fair, that movie also has, like, seven different endings, so right. you've also technically, or more or less, have seen an unending to it.
1: I've I've fallen asleep in the theater, and I fell asleep watching it on DVD at home, so.
0: Well, and this is going to be really interesting for me, because I, I do not like Lord of the Rings. Ah. I like The Hobbit. Interesting. I don't know if I like these movies or not, because I don't think I've ever given yeah. them a fair shake. Uh, yeah. so I'm going to watch, this is a, it's, I'm picking it for you, but I'm also picking it for me because I want this to be my, not a rehate watch, or not a rehate yeah, yeah. watch where I'm just trying yeah. to like watch this again and see yeah. what I can find from it. Cause a lot of it was the context of me watching it with family members who just, you know, knew the books or knew the Lord of the Rings kind of stuff right. and just thought it stunk yeah. for XYZ canon reason Mm -hmm. and i'm just like trying to watch it as like a film
1: yeah well i'm excited
0: and as we always say at the end of the podcast because podcasts what are they but stories stories that bind us together and drive us through so if it were not for the podcasts we make and the stories come from it it would simply all Turn it to dust.
1: I'm getting on a boat to the west and you're never going to see me again.
0: (gasps) Bye!